Welcome to the Homeschool Show for North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have as our co-host today, Lynn Pierre Jones. Hello, great to be here. Good, good to, I'm glad you're here. Good I'm to glad see you too. again. Yeah. Good what to be we here. got today? Today, Homeschool Conversations, we have Steve Noble ready to talk with us on a Zoom call today. He's one of our speakers for the upcoming Thrive Conference. I already have my tickets. I told you. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Y'all make sure y'all come too. After that, we have Homeschool News. We'll let you know about some of the opportunities to join NCHE, the NCHE team, and talk about how North Carolina child care laws affects homeschool co-ops. And finally, we will have Homeschool Helps with Amanda. Amanda will talk to us about how to keep our homeschools on track amidst the busyness of life. That's right. We all need that. That's right. All right, so Homeschool Conversations. Steve Noble is a follower of Jesus Christ, husband, father, talk radio show host, teacher, activist, and speaker. Steve is the host of The Steve Noble Show, a syndicated Christian talk radio show that launched in 2007. Today, the show is heard on 31 stations across North Carolina, along with Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and via podcast. Steve has taught 700-plus high school students, uh, homeschoolers since 2011 and recently launched Noble U to offer his classes online as well. He teaches civics, U.S. history, and Christian ethics and plans to add world history in the fall. Steve earned a master's degree in ethics, theology, and culture from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in 2018. And Steve, we welcome you to the show. Hey, brothers. It's great to be here. Thanks for the time. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Hey, um, I was a Southeastern grad as well. Uh-oh, two of us on that's one right. show. I don't know if trouble. that's, that's going to work out okay. <laughs> well, a little trigger a few folks, but that's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let them handle that, right? So we're yes. really excited that uh, you will be at the Thrive Conference, and we have you down for a couple of workshops here. Maybe we can... Um, go over a little bit of that. And as as Lynn said, you know, uh, we've had a lot of our featured and workshop speakers because um, these these uh, conferences are really transformational. And, and these yes. are the kind of topics, the ones that you're giving, that are helping equip not only parents but teens. And one of them here is Christian Ethics. Is your student ready for the culture war? And another one is Civic Stupidity. Engaging the ignorance of a nation. So, are are these are these your top picks, or are these the one that just got in on this on this conference? Those are uh, two of the four that I offer uh, this year at the conference. It's going to be great to be back to NCHE. I haven't been in a few years, and the first time we went to NCHE is when we were considering homeschooling. That okay. was a long time ago. We've since uh, spent 17 years homeschooling. Oh wow! And actually, when I when I first started teaching, it wasn't my idea. I was very involved as a Christian activist. Uh, I was getting on the radio, and then another mom said to my wife, "Hey, you know what? I think Steve should probably teach a government class." And so Gina, my wife, came home and said, "We think you should teach a government class." And like any smart man, I said, "That's a great idea." <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> And so that's what I did. I, I had two of our older kids were in my first class. I had 25 kids in my very first class. And it just kind of went from there. I've been blessed to have a platform here in Raleigh for a while. So like I currently have 160 students every week. And uh, based on my degree in Christian ethics, my time on the radio, I, I teach all these classes in real time, meaning like I can't on Noble U, like if you take my classes this fall online, 
you're going to see the class that I just taught that week because I'm always incorporating in the news of the day, what's going on, breaking news, what's happening in the culture, both here and around the world. Mm -hmm. So I can't can any of this stuff and then sell it later. It's always in real time. And so over all these years with, with now over 800 students, these are all kids coming out of good Christian homes with our four kids uh, and, and we, I think we made the assumption and a lot of homeschool parents do that just because we raise our kids in these atmospheres in this environment, mm-hmm. that they're going to turn out at, at 21 to be like us at 45 or or 55 <clears throat> and just being in the atmosphere and around it and teaching the best that we can and with other teachers and stuff in this culture where kids have about 32 gigabytes of information coming at them every day via the digital world, uh, to be quite frank, it's not enough. I've seen that challenge with our own kids, and I've seen it with these mm-hmm. students that I have every year. It's always sad to me how weak their theology is and how uh, kind of small and contained their understanding of the world is and their ability to overlay a Christian worldview mm-hmm. onto the news of the day and the topics of the day. And that's why I picked these topics. I was Great. just down in South Carolina a couple weeks ago, to, and that, they asked me to do the one on ethics. I've been on the radio down there, but just in one location, and and literally hardly anybody knows me at that convention, but the room was full. I had parents sitting on the floor. Mm. We had about 80 people in there, of which five knew me, but because of the topic and the issues we were talking about, like abortion, transgenderism, homosexuality, environmentalism, racism, euthanasia, sexual ethics, human cloning, artificial intelligence, man, it was packed because I think parents understand that in this world, our kids have to be much more thoroughly trained and equipped and challenged. Otherwise, they're not ready. And I've seen that mm-hmm. year after year after year, sadly, in our own world as yes. homeschoolers. Well, let's talk about this one, um, Christian ethics. And I assume I, I see this is for parents and teens. Um, most of our audience right here is parents. So let's talk to the parents a minute. Um, uh, we're going to hope they can come to the conference. They hope they can come to this workshop. But what kind of tools and encouragement can we give them as parents? What can they do to help prepare their kids and maybe for some of these topics you're talking about? Well, one of the things that the parents really don't understand and most of my students don't understand, we don't understand morality. We use moral language. But ethics is kind of like that fourth, uh, four or five or six-year-old that's always asking why. Morality mm-hmm. can change depending on where you are and who you're talking to. If you're going to call yourself a Christian, then there's an ethical standard that applies all over the place no matter what. And so in, in that particular session, we talk about what are the basic pieces of a Christian ethic, and then how does that apply? How do you then apply that to all these different topics in a culture that's largely rejected all of that? And one of the bigger issues here, which I would encourage every Christian parent listening, once your kids are eighth, eighth grade and older, you should do something to get them into a good Christian ethics uh, textbook, a Christian ethics class. Unfortunately, there's not many of them out there. We do worldview, mm-hmm. and that's great. That's biblical training, but okay. that doesn't really equip you to deal with each one of these hot button issues that are transformative in this culture today. So I really help build an understanding of what is ethics anyway, and then how does that apply to these different issues? Always trying to get people to understand we need to be uh, wise as serpents and gentle as doves. That, uh, that we cannot stay in our little Christian bubble. God created us to go be ambassadors for him. And then taking them through just a general understanding of ethics. Like I start with a couple of quotes. One is Albert Camus, who said, a man without ethics is a wild beast loosed upon this world. 
well, take a look at American mm-hmm. life today and you'll understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our former Supreme Court justices said ethics is knowing the difference between what you have a right to do and what is right to do. Mm-hmm. So ask most Christian teenagers today that's 16 years of age, what do they want to do with the legalization of marijuana and see where they go with that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so a lot of people just have no framework for really understanding this. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to do in that class is build up a general understanding. But always, of course, I I would love to teach as many kids as I can possibly get to. I have parents that take my classes and are auditing my classes. My ethics class, for example, you guys, is straight out of my master's degree. I didn't dumb it down to a Mm -hmm. high school level. We don't need to lower the bar on our kids. We need to raise the bar on these people. And, and, And they rise up to it. And I ask them all the time, have you ever heard this in youth group or a sermon anywhere? You've been taught this? Nope. So there's a huge need here to be in the deep end of the pool. So can we can we take one of the one of the hot really hot topics that are in the culture war that that you mentioned for example in this sure. in this workshop and talk through h- how to talk through one of those with with kids and help them I would think just about do it. yeah I mean let's t- pick the hottest uh, topic in the country today in terms of engagement at their age I would go with transgenderism mm-hmm. in in my classes. Uh, when I ask them, how many of you actually know somebody that's in the LGBTQIA, you got to keep up with it, LGBTQIA plus community, mm-hmm. it's usually somewhere between 65 and 80% of my students know wow. somebody in that community. Wow, that's a lot. Our, our kids, the Gen Z today, basically 15 to 24, 30% of them actually identify as LGBTQIA in one way or another. Mm. And so you have to understand, we think it's simple that... God created male and female, and we understand uh, that from sex, but sex and gender in our culture are two different things. So is gender? Well, gender is the expression of who you are, which touches on the issue that runs through all of these ethical topics, which is autonomy. Autonomy began in the Garden of Eden. It's one of Satan's favorite uh, lures with us is autonomy. You decide who you are. Mm -hmm. It's like every Disney movie ever made. Follow your heart. Yeah. Uh, you determine your reality. So then our students struggle with, okay, I understand that there's just male and female, but what's going on with these young people today, a 13-year-old girl that wants to have her breasts removed, for example. What's happening there? They have to understand Romans 1. They have to understand what happens to somebody that's outside of Christ, that they literally have a mind that doesn't work. Hmm. That's a reprobate mind. And then looking at what the culture is selling, and then how do you engage that with the truth of God's word, that we actually know each person is made male or female, but also with a gospel, compassionate, understanding heart, because like gender dysphoria is real. And that is a situation that is a mental illness that requires a lot of counseling, not a scalpel, not hormone treatments. Mm-hmm. It, it requires counseling. So what do you do? This is what I do with my students all the time. What do you do in this conversation? Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to beat up the other person, trying to prove your point? Or are you trying to help them? you got to make sure your motivation is correct. Mm-hmm. But the world is telling you transgenderism is fine because the world wants to reject God and his authority, and they want to be the authority. Right. We talk about sources of authority in this, in this talk as well. And that's what happens. So you have to understand there's the truth of what God says. This is what's best for everybody. Then there's literal gender dysphoria, which has to be treated. Then there's just the social contagion aspect, because now it's right. a virtue signal. Yeah, I'm so open. And how do you deal with people like that? 
and so that's where I kind of touch on the basic building blocks. Ultimately, these topics are so heavy, it takes time. Uh, I can't solve all those problems in a one-hour conversation, and certainly not in 15 minutes. That's why whether you take my class or some other class, our students need to be taught Christian ethics so that they even have a chance to stay in a conversation and with a gospel mindset and a kingdom mindset. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. So you got a little bit into the uh, engaging, uh, I guess, but you, you got s- civic stupidity, engaging the ignorance of a nation as another <laughs> uh, workshop here. What Give us a little idea what this one's about. Uh, I would say at the first day of when I my civics class every year, I ask the students, how many of you are here because you want to be here versus you're here because your parents told you you need to take this class? Mm-hmm. It's about 75 percent. Uh, the parents want them to be there. Okay. Uh, not just teenagers, but your average American. I'm sure you guys have watched occasionally these man on the street interviews. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Hey, well, hey, what what year was the War of 1812? <laughs> uh, or what do we what? What do we celebrate on July 4th? Who do we fight the Revolutionary War against? Simple questions like that. The average American is so ignorant. And our students who, our our children, our sons and daughters, I mentioned this earlier, grow up around us. They hear us talking about politics. But do they understand the process? They can give the answer that that we want to hear because that just gets them off the hot seat. Mm -hmm. But can they really understand the process? So civic stupidity really goes outside of teenagers. This goes across the whole country and across all age ranges. Most people don't understand what was the founding father's design, what's the influence of Christianity there, the difference between the Declaration and the Constitution, and then how is this government supposed to work versus how is it working? Once I start showing students the uh, economic realities of this country, that you can just see them, that mm. they get lost because they just can't understand the enormity of it. And then just taking them back to the Constitution. Okay, how is this place supposed to work? Mm-hmm. You guys don't care. Your peers don't care, which is why it's gone in the direction it has, because you don't even know where the center line is. You have no plumb line by which to compare what you're being taught or what you're being fed through the media. And that's another thing. Hey, you guys, you're always being sold. You're being sold from the right. And you're being sold from the left, mostly from the left, but also from the right. And if you're going to call yourself a Christian, and this is where conservative parents, really conservative parents like me sitting in my classroom will get a little uncomfortable. I'm like, your ultimate allegiance isn't to the right. It's not to the left. It's not even to this country. Mm -hmm. It's to the Lord. And if that's where your allegiance lies, then your ultimate allegiance in this topic is to the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to follow the truth wherever it takes us, but you have to understand the rules of the game. Otherwise, you don't know how you're being played. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Hey, so tell tell us where parents uh, and and kids can find more about your classes and what you're doing. Well, the easiest thing to do now, since we're all texting machines, <laughs> is just just literally text the word truth, R-U-T-H, just text the word truth. To 66866. That's all you need to do. Text the word truth to 66866. Okay. Uh, we'll send. We'll get your email. I'll send you a couple of my recent classes if you want to check those out. And then we'll get you information. Or just go to the website, nobleuschool.com. Noble U, like you, university. Nobleuschool.com. And you can check it out there. I do have in-person classes uh, here in the Raleigh area. But all four classes that you mentioned will be online this fall. And again, all those classes... Your student will watch. It's asynchronous. Watch when it's convenient. I'll do all the grading and everything, but that's the class I taught that week so so that what's happening in the news is going to show up in the classroom. So going to a website now is a little old school, huh? 
<laughs> well, I can either tell you to text something, which you can do quickly. That's right. Or I can tell you to go to, and now there's some people our age that will say, www. Yes. Yes, yes. And I'm like, yeah, we don't need to say that anymore. Just nobleuseful.com or text truth to 66866. Either way. Hey, thanks for being with us and really look forward to seeing you and uh, hanging out a little bit in May. Not too long now. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited to be there. It's going to be an honor. All right. See you there. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. Wow, that was great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Steve Noble. All right, you all. Homeschool news time. How NC child care laws affect homeschool co-ops. There's a law in North Carolina that affects the legal the legality of co-ops that is not under the homeschool law. It is the child care law. If a co-op with young children meets too many days a week or too many hours in a day, they should have a child care license. Homeschool co-ops that allow children under the age of 13 to be dropped off, which means no parent on site, and that meet more than two days a week or more than four hours in any one day, are required to have an NC child care license unless they meet one of the exemptions below. To put it another way, in order to avoid the need for the child care license, the co-op should not meet more than two days a week and should not meet more than four hours in either one of those days unless they require a parent to be on site. There are exemptions to this regulation. The exemption most relevant for homeschool co-ops is the one about being a church-sponsored program. If your co-op meets this condition and the church meets its requirements, then the co-op doesn't need a child care license. Another option available for groups that would need a child care license to operate legally is to open a private school by notifying the NC Division of Non-Public Education, the DNPE. Some organizations that were started as co-ops are now established NC private schools. The process of opening a private school is relatively simple. Learn the requirements for opening a private school on the DNPE website. And uh, <clears throat> you can also go to nchu.com and uh, find the link to this this full article, but we'll also have a link on our show notes so you can go find it immediately. What we're trying to do, of course, is helping parents, helping co-ops uh, know what the laws are uh, and know how to do these things well and, and legally. So we're just trying to continue to, to keep you informed. Uh, I, I want to mention now some ways that you could be on the NCHE leadership team. I have been for almost 10 years now, doesn't seem like it, it's been 10 years, but for mm -hmm. almost 10 years I've been on the NCHE team in various forms. Um, now, of course, I'm executive director yeah. and president, but I was, I've been a liaison, I've been a media director, uh, various different roles. Um, I love being on the front lines of all stuff homeschool. I love working with this team. Um, I love knowing that we're making a really big difference yes. in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And most of all, I love knowing that we can help parents disciple their kids. Um, you can be a part of what we're doing, and there are a few openings right now I just want to let you know about. One of them is we uh, are looking for a marketing director. So if that's something that appeals to you, and uh, this is also an actual board uh, a director a board director position, uh, you would be on our board. 
uh, something to think about. A few other ones is a liaison. We have nine different regions in, in the area. Uh, our liaisons are representing us and connecting us and serving the people in their area. Uh, we have a few vacancies in different regions. Um, you can check that out. Um, an Instagram team leader, uh, some video editor uh, editing for social media, um, some advertising uh uh, help for sales. And so there, these are just a few of the little things that we have openings right now where we know that you could plug in and help us out. So if you're out there, you're a part of the homeschool community and you want to be a part of this movement, a part of helping it help us uh, keep it going, then uh, the easiest thing to do right now is for me to just tell you to email matthew.mcdill at nche.com. And I will give you the appropriate links for the different applications. And you can just let me know which one you are interested in. Sounds great. Now, moving on to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. Amanda will talk to us about how to keep our homeschools on track amidst the busyness of life. That's it. Welcome to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. I'm Amanda Wares, Homeschool Helps Director with NCHE. So today we are going to answer one of your questions. A while back I asked on Facebook and in some groups for questions that people might want to ask and here's one of them. So the first question we are going to answer today is how do you stay on track with homeschooling? when the busyness of life gets overwhelming. Boy, can't we all relate to that? I know I can. My life gets overwhelming, especially this time of year, it gets crazy. Um, but how do you handle it? How do you handle crazy, busy, overwhelming life and keep going with homeschooling? So I have a few tips. First off, make a realistic plan and stick to it. If you know that the next month of your life is gonna be super busy and overwhelming, don't try to do 25 subjects every day. Realistic, be realistic with your time. Don't spend two hours doing math when you know that life is super busy and overwhelming. So make a realistic schedule and stick to it. Next, don't be afraid to pare down that schedule to just the basics. If you know that life is just super overwhelming, there's so much going on, maybe you can let the extra science go for a little while. Focus on that reading, writing, arithmetic, right? Um, that's really okay. I give you permission. Next, prioritize your homeschool. So a lot of times in homeschooling, at least when I started homeschooling, all of a sudden I had all these requests, opportunities to do all these things that had nothing to do with my homeschool, um, babysitting, running errands, all these things like for other people. Um, and while the freedom of a homeschool schedule 
to free you up to do those service and ministry opportunities is wonderful. That is one of the things I love about homeschooling. It can be necessary to prioritize your homeschool. Your homeschool students, that is your ministry. That is your service. And it's okay to say, I might need to let some other things go, or I might need to learn to say no to prioritize that. That's really okay. So last but not least, if you need a mental health day, life is crazy, busy, overwhelming, you, your kids, you're overwhelmed, and you just need a day, you need a break, take it. It's okay. I give you permission. So. I hope this has helped. I hope I answered the question and can't wait till next time. All right. Thanks, Amanda. That's uh, encouraging. Of course, everybody's busy. When you say, how are you doing? Busy. Busy. That's, what you, <laughs> that's the answer, <laughs> but you got to keep your priorities. All right. right. I have one more question uh, before we close it out here, and that is, do you have a business that you would like us to put before our audience, okay? You can do a couple of things. You can support home education, this movement, and and North Carolinians for Home Education um, by sponsoring and putting your ad on this show. Um, The other benefit, of course, is that our growing radio, podcast, and YouTube audience will be able to see your business here in North Carolina. So if that's you or someone you know, you can go to nchu.com slash the homeschool show, and there's a button there that says advertise, and you can learn all about it. Sweet. All right. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions and feedback to the homeschool show at nche.com. Please help others find this show by, y'all know what to do, subscribe, like it, thumbs up, do all that little fancy stuff that you all do when you're online. Do that for us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. Write something down in the bottom. All right. If you think this show will be helpful to your friends, your family, your coworkers, somebody you meet on the street, let them know about it. Send them a text. To learn uh, and, and to learn how to subscribe to our podcast and on YouTube, visit nche.com backslash the homeschool show that's right until next week continue to homeschool with confidence and joy yes yes